0: Maybe it's just the use of the word that I'm bucking against.
1: None of this is going into the show. Hey, we're trying to get that Schweppes sponsorship. (gasps) You're right. You can't be so crude. The Schweppes brand, they're a real family brand.
0: You're right. And I would never disrespect the the trail that they're blazing as the number one seltzer that everyone should have.
1: The number one family bubble brand.
0: The number one family bubble brand.
1: That's what they're going for. They're trying to compete with all these posers on the market. Like, LeCroix. I mean,
0: take it from me as a busy mom. I don't have time to keep track of which Schweppes bottles I've opened and which, you know, have been out the longest and probably have lost their boat. Bu- I don't have time for that. But you with don't. Schweppes, I, I can just I can open a bottle one day and then find it the next when I'm thirsty and it still has bubbles.
1: The best bubbles for busy bitches. Schweppies. <laughs> you don't think they would like that.
0: Well, we got to start saying Schweppes.
1: <laughs> but Schweppies is a term of endearment.
0: Yes, a
1: term of in- endearment.
0: Term of endearment. They <laughs>
1: say I am short-circuiting. I cannot speak any longer.
0: <laughs> Good thing the show has only just begun. they of endearment. There will
1: be great things to come on the show tonight. It
0: is okay because I am still full of energy and you don't have to worry about carrying the show about your topic trains.
1: <laughs> Give me the swep 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 swep. Oh my god, Greg, you're short circuiting. What can we do to bring him back? We've got to give him the Schweppies. Feed him the Schweppies. That sounds pretty good. I'm back, Autumn. Thank you, Schweppes, for bringing me (sighs) back to life and allowing me to do this podcast in top form.
0: Those bubbles really brought you back to life. The best part of. When you'll die. No, you, you can't start
1: some You can't start applying other people's jingles. How we ever at d- Schweppies? You don't understand. Seltzer is not a joke. These people, this brand is their life.
0: I love seltzer. I love Schweppies. <laughs> Everybody drinks Schweppies when they're full of life.
1: So drink a little longer, get the bubbles a little longer, quench your thirst a little longer, longer with Schweppies, that long-lasting effervescence gets right to ya, those bubbles go on and on. I wanted to rhyme it with spew ya again, but I... Uh-oh, <laughs> don't do it, they're a family to, brand. It always goes to spew with me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Open up a bottle of Schweppes
1: seltz. Schweppie's seltz, <laughs> it's gonna move ya. The bubble taste, it gets right right to ya. Shweppy Celts, the taste the taste the taste is gonna move ya. (laughs)
0: Uh, yeah, what is the, what is that? It's the little game, it's the game with the marble. Crossfire? Yes, cross, yeah. (laughs) You'll get bubbled up in the shweppy Celts. Shweppy Celts, shweppy Celts. Shweppy Celts. Yeah, yeah, bubbles. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> All right, I think we've won them over.
0: Mm, I hope so. Let us know, Schweps.
1: Schweps, please know that Schweppies is a term of endearment, but I'll stop calling it Schweppies and call it Schweps and I'll get the other ones wrong. Canada Dre. I, I hate Canada Dre.
0: Oh no, Canada Dre?
1: Canada Dre is disgusting and Lacroix tastes like someone infused vomit with CO2. Mm.
0: What, what about it. the Polar?
1: Hmm. For this sake, Fuck you, Polar.
0: Polar is tasty, but don't last very long.
1: Let me tell you this. I, yes, I really actually like Polar.
0: Yes, but she doesn't last as long as the Schweppes. No, she does not. The Polar is a one-night stand. The Schweppes is a long-term relationship. <laughs> She'll stick with you, the Schweppes. Polar, gone in the morning. Says we will call you. Probably won't.
1: Just so everyone knows, we are not being paid for this. We are getting no free product for not this. Not yet. Autumn has put in a request to uh, to Schweppes. Yeah. Owned by the Dr. Pepper Corp, right?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, and um Snapple.
1: <laughs> and Snapple's still popular surprisingly.
0: <laughs> Let me see if I can find if see if we're still pending. Hold on. Dr. Doctor... Ooh, okay, I got it. I've got it. <gasps> oh my god. <sighs> so excited. Now I'll be Greg here. Oh, no. What the fuck? What happened?
1: <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? Oh, oh no. Oh, no, Greg. I do that quite often. I know. When things, like I'm walking and my shoelace comes untied and I'm with people like, oh, no. And what, what's going on? My shoelace is untied.
0: God damn it, Greg. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a big deal because I'm, I'm walking at a certain clip. You know Under
0: what? consideration.
1: For Schweppes the Schweppes well we need more listeners so please do your part if you're listening and just share the show we don't yes. try to charge you like some of these other shows these greedy sons of bastards bless them you know they try to get money for it because that's all they care about I want money I want to do this because I want riches you know why I want to do it because it's well, fulfilling the well sure what <laughs> that too because it's fulfilling on them.
0: it is very fulfilling
1: and we don't ask. We want to give this show for free. So please share mm-hmm. the show so we can get big enough so that we can get the seltzer sponsorship. And then we'll share the seltzer with you.
0: If we, if we have enough seltzer that we can schlep seltzer everywhere we go and give it out to our friends and fans.
1: We can schlep the schwepps.
0: We schlep your schwepps all over the shitty. But then it has the word shit in it. And schwepps is a family brand.
1: Family bubble brand.
0: Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher.
1: My name is Greg Russ. It is my week, Autumn, to pick a topic.
0: It is your turn. It is your week.
1: Last week, I came to visit you in Maryland. and You
0: came to visit you?
1: <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> We're getting really good at this. The more we do this show, the better we get.
0: Let's stay on track, Greg. You're going to Go ahead straight. and explain yourself.
1: For the full steam ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I wanted to talk about trains because I took a train down there to see you in Maryland. That was my mode of transportation. I'm riding the train. I'm thinking to myself, I love trains. I've always liked trains.
0: I can get on board with this topic. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Were you sitting on that one or is that one actually yeah, the top of your Yeah, head? you
0: talk now. You're going into your topic. It's like I got to squeeze this in somehow before we get too far away. That's Go okay. Ahead. Go ahead. I enjoyed it. Okay, good.
1: I was hoping it was actually improvised, but uh, that was a written line.
0: No, it wasn't written. That was written,
1: and you were waiting to deliver it.
0: Not written. Written here in the brain. Look, I'm trying to
1: sell this topic because some people are like, what the hell? I don't want to listen to a whole show on trains. But uh, I promise you, give us a chance, and maybe you'll find yourself delighted. I think so. I'm not going to make any promises.
0: That's true. Listen, we can't promise everything, but... (laughs) You have to enjoy us.
1: <laughs> no, so ever since I was a kid, I just, I've just i had a real fascination with trains. I think out of all the modes of transportation, it was the one I was taken to, and I was trying to figure out why. And one of my first memories that's not traumatic, and when you're a kid, I think mostly you remember scary things. For example, my first memory is my dad coming home with a bloody bandage wrapped around his head because he was in a car accident. I feel like I was two, two and something. Wow. And I, re- I didn't even know what was going on. I just knew that this isn't good. And there's fear on your mom's face. You're picking up on these cues. And then other memories, burning my hand on the stove, choking on gum, being stung by bees. But my dad had this model train set uh, from the 1950s, a die cast Lionel train set that he had set up in the house when I was very young in the basement. And I loved that thing. And I, I feel like there were no trains in my life other than that. But I feel like that's what sold me on it. And he still has that thing, by the way. And I really would like to set it up. I should just bring it up here to New York and it would fill my whole apartment.
0: <laughs> Is it really big?
1: He's the man who lives in the train set. Now, the apartment's very small. That's <laughs> He's the man who lives <laughs> in the model train set. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, But building that, these, you know, this isn't the plastic train set either. The new, okay. the new model trains are plastic and they're relatively cheap. This is metal. There were tablets you could drop into the smokestack in the locomotive and it would shoot smoke out. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was always really cool just to build the towns and the tunnels and the bridges.
0: Yeah, I don't know how those things are made. Do you buy those pre-made? Or do people buy them? Because one of my notes is old men who build trains in their basement.
1: What, what is your judgment on old men? What are your thoughts on old men who build trains? Trains well,
0: why why is that a thing? It, and I don't. I, well, I'm thinking about you said build the the sort of the mountains because I always feel like in the train sets that there's always like a tunnel to go through, and so you have to have this little mountainscape. Do do the old men that do this, do they, or whoever else is into it, do they do it themselves, or is there sort of like a shell
1: you can that buy, you buy? You can buy prefab. Autumn. Okay but i think that would be frowned upon by the professionals in the community mm. the professional enthusiasts
0: aficionados
1: i mean i guess you could actually be a professional because there's a giant model railway in hamburg germany that i'd like to go see and this is obviously someone's many people's career this is Mini miniature wonderland oh it is called yeah this that i i saw i Actually, was in Germany, and I wanted to get there, but I didn't, and it depressed me. I left, and I felt unfulfilled, like I had left something behind because I didn't make it to Miniature Wonderland, which, which, by the way, Autumn, Mm. 1,300 trains made up of over 10,000 carriages, over 100,000 moving vehicles. So it's not just trains. They Mm -hmm. have fire brigades that go fight fires. They have airports where trains take off. 500,000 lights. Wait,
0: the trains take off?
1: No, no, airports, the planes. Did I say oh. trains? I meant planes. Uh, 500,000 lights. I'm so excited You know yeah. about this. 500,000 lights, 130,000 trees, 400,000 human figurines, and it, it crosses uh, many different regions of the world, the Alps in Austria, Hamburg, which is where it's set, America, Scandinavia, Switzerland.
0: Why didn't you see this thing?
1: Eh, because I was in South Germany, and this is way north. Oh. I just didn't have time to get there.
0: See, I um I understand your love of the train. Of do you? Take well, maybe not. I thought I did, but I'm gonna go ahead you can prove me wrong later. But I don't,
1: don't want to prove you wrong. I'm just curious what you based that on because I don't I don't do I wax poetic about trains quite. Yes. Often? Yes. You would love a train. I think because it's a very efficient means of transportation. Overall.
0: I, I never considered taking a train until i moved up here and i took the train to new york to me it was always some sort of like foreign thing you do that when you backpack through europe and you take trains to different countries um and i took a train from man nope from uh somewhere in england i forget to durham England
1: glad it was such a memorable experience
0: Manchester (laughs) sorry (laughs) I wanted to say a different city whatever um from Manchester to Durham it was horrible because I was so tired and it was so boring it was really just like Wisconsin out the window it wasn't cities really we're going through just the countryside but um Yeah, to me, I, but okay. So the most recent time I took the train was going to New York and I went with Michelle and we were both in the train. And I've driven to New York and I've flown to New York and I felt like the train was the most fun. It was fast and it was, you can, the train is moving, but you can get up, you can get around. It's not,
1: go to that snack car.
0: Yeah, you go to the snack car, you hang out there, there's, there's you know, like communal seats where you sit like at a booth and you hang out and talk to your friend. I really, really liked that aspect of it.
1: It's because also that it's the one part of this country where traveling by train is a viable means to get You mean somewhere. up in this part of the country? Yeah, the Northeast Corridor is the one yeah. part where between D.C. and Boston, that actually it's feasible to take the train and have it be efficient. Right. And I, I I get that in this country, one of the arguments against trains, it's so big. Would anyone use I okay, yes, you get to the mid- Midwest, there are big stretches of land between cities and the rides are going to be very long. I understand that. I don't think it's any reason to abandon the idea of building a workable rail system, passenger rail system. Obviously, sure. freight trains they are still around. They're not going anywhere. There's no better way to move freight right. than, if, than, than on trains. They're four times more efficient than trucks when it comes to fuel consumption. That makes sense. And the amount that you can carry and yeah. haul, is it's much more. So, you know, we have quite a vast network of um, freight train lines in this country. So it does exist in that capacity. So we're probably not going to focus on that so much. But also the trains and the old technology, I think, is one of the things, too. It was the first mode of transportation that really connected communities. The country, even if you don't want to focus in the United States, just anywhere, you had cities. And the way to get in between cities and towns was to take a horse. That was pretty much it. Yeah. If you wanted to take a boat.
0: Months and months.
1: Yeah. If you wanted to take a boat somewhere, it could get you to a shore, a coast. And then from there, mm-hmm. you had to get back on the horse. And, you know, in the United States, it was a very big thing. And bringing the whole country together, it brought societies and cultures together, economy boomed because of it. And I think that in itself the terrains that they had to build these tracks through, especially when you get out yeah. west, which lead to these beautiful landscapes. Now, if you're lucky enough to take a train through that area um, before it's like, I got to figure out a path through the Rocky Mountains
0: yeah, with, and die halfway through.
1: With my oxen.
0: Yeah. Butthead died of dysentery. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Half your family's dead. You survived. <laughs> Do you have survivor's guilt? Well, I'm here to build my new life, so why not build a yep. new family while I'm at it?
0: The government said I could have this land if I build a homestead on it, so I guess this will go.
1: So here I am. And the steam locomotive. Think of this thing. When was the first one built? I, had, I looked up the year. Uh, 1814. Wow. Now, the big ones that we think of, the really extravagant ones, they're, they came later than that.
0: Right, right.
1: The first steam locomotive is not that, but you ever see one of these things up close?
0: They're, no. They're in mm-hmm. museums
1: now. The engineering on these is outrageous in a good way. It's, it's the only other thing that I've looked at. It's like, holy shit, was the Saturn V rocket <laughs> when I saw that thing? Yeah. And. This thing was built in the 1800s with limited technology, and it's quite the piece of machinery. Mm-hmm. And so that is another draw. I guess I'm just a nerd.
0: Because, yeah, I like I said, I feel like I understand your love for a train, but I think I understand only part of it.
1: What part don't you understand?
0: The it, being interested in the engineering of a train.
1: It just and it exists on its own rails, it's like a ship could be going over the ocean, but there's no set path and you could cross paths with other ships and then cars. You're just all trying to fight for the same road. This hmm. is rail laid out ahead of you. Nothing else is allowed on these tracks, only the train. And it's very controlled. Okay. And there's something appealing.
0: Oh, okay.
1: I like that, too. It doesn't seem yep. chaotic.
0: Uh-huh. So there's that, se- there's several things. That kind of clicked for me into place. For you and your personality.
1: Psychoanalysis through railroads.
0: <laughs> What's your favorite mode of transportation? Trains? Very telling.
1: Yes. I know everything I need to know about you at this point. <laughs> You're a psychopath.
0: Um, so I did write this down. What were trains like in the 1800s? What was it like to be a passenger on a train like that? It's There's no air conditioning. There's nothing. I mean, I think that the wealthier people. Okay. My question. These big trains, right? They had cars like first class cars and then uh what? Steerage? <laughs> Is that in a boat?
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> point taken.
0: Okay. Um so yeah, what's it like to travel on these things? Do they offer you anything? Do you have to bring everything yourself? Do you I'm sure do you know about that.
1: It's still relatively miserable. When it's a new thing and you can go to places you've never been before, it's probably exciting. The lack of AC didn't matter because there was no AC anywhere else. So people weren't expecting that. I don't think at that point. You're right. Um, But yeah, it was probably a really awful way because there's still very long rides.
0: Yeah. How fast were trains going back then?
1: Well, I mean, back to the future three, they could only get that steam locomotive up to 88 miles per hour with heavy modifications. Doc. Mm -hmm. What did he say in that? And I know that I shouldn't be basing the top speed of a steam locomotive of uh, 1885 based on a line from Back to the Future three. But I feel like he said it was fifty something miles per hour. And that was with no cars behind it. That was just the locomotive on Mm. a flat straight stretch of track. Right. Which those speeds at that time were pretty incredible.
0: Sure. Faster than, you know, your your wagon with your horse. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Because the horses they tried to they thought they could get the DeLorean up to eighty eight miles per hour with the horses too, but there was no way that was impossible
0: were train robbers I mean did that really happen the way that we see it in movies where the (laughs) horse like they're running up next to the to it and they jump off of their horse onto the train and like rob people and then jump back on you know what I mean
1: I'm sure there are stretches where the trains not going so fast yeah and a person would be able to jump off of an animal onto the train Mm And again who knows these things there's creative liberties taken Right. With movies, and they want to make something exciting. It's probably more exciting to show that than to show a guy who bought a ticket and got on the train and just waited until they're in <laughs> an isolated piece of land and went up and said, I'm robbing this thing. Right. And that's not that exciting to show. You're
0: right. I'm wondering, though, if that really happened. Was that based on?
1: I, there were train robberies. I mean, stagecoaches got robbed. Really, if you were out of a city yeah. in the middle of nowhere, there was nothing to be done.
0: Yeah lawless land
1: it really was
0: it's a scary thought to think of
1: well that was the appeal for some people
0: well yeah but you also had to be you had to be pretty brave it is kind of interesting to think about like bringing your family out there and then something bad happening to your family and then people who didn't move were like you shouldn't have put your family in
1: jeopardy but they probably would have never known because once you left that was it you're out of that person's life
0: Oh, of course yeah, so I'm really putting like a current mindset on this 1800s issue.
1: You just yeah, you got to think of the world in a completely different way.
0: Yeah, it's hard.
1: You left, you said your goodbyes. Nobody even knew if your if your family died. I guess you could write. Yeah, I guess yeah, if there were people that you wanted to keep in contact with, you could. Yeah. You could send letters. So, when you did come up here to New York, and look, Amtrak very underfunded. There's many mm-hmm. problems, <laughs> which is a shame because I wish that they invested more in it because there's a demand at this point more so than there has been in the recent past for train travel because cities are becoming so congested Yeah, with cars. And I do think if the options were provided that people would take it.
0: And flights are getting congested. And there's lots of bullshit that goes on with flights.
1: Flights, because of the cost of flights getting low overall affordable for most people yes and and they've maximized the way they they operate airlines now i remember being able to fly in a half empty plane it was no big deal now they've got it down to a science where the planes are always packed yeah and it is a pain in the ass now one of the fears and there
0: are people who take their shoes off put their feet up on the tray table
1: no they stink the whole thing up But when you were coming up here to New York and you were with Michelle, she was very frightened about the fact you just got on the train and there wasn't security check.
0: Yeah, she was very concerned about a lot of things about getting to. I think she was just anxious about everything that it felt, you know, unknown to her. But, yeah, she uh, was freaked out that there was no one checking anyone who got on this train. Which is true. I mean, no one, I guess, if you wanted to make a statement. You could blow up a train? Sure. It'd be very easy to do.
1: Yes. I don't really like talking about it.
0: Wow. Well, I mean, it's I think that any way that someone wants to do something, if they want to do it, they'll hard enough, you know, badly enough that they'll they can do it. There's a there's a way to do it. I mean, Travis sneaks razor blades through security to cuz he uses them. He uses like a straight razor thing to shave with. And not a straight razor, the little the, the little razor blades that you you clip into the thing. It's like the old timey razors and he he slips them through security all the time. So and he's not a dangerous person. <laughs> but if you wanted to be a dangerous person, you definitely could do it.
1: No, the reason I don't like talking about it is because I am on public transportation trains in particular quite often. And it's something that crosses your mind. Like we're just talking about the subway here in New York.
0: Oh,
1: that's something yeah, if someone no one stopping anyone. Yeah. Hopefully you're stopping these people before they even have the chance to get to that point. Right. But
0: so that's what I mean. It could happen anywhere, anytime.
1: Yes, but way to make this the depressing. I was look, there was an exciting trip. You were coming up to New York City. This is the first time you're traveling.
0: I didn't make it. You mentioned Michelle's worry about that the security on the train.
1: That isn't the Stone Mountain Express or whatever that train that goes around the that was probably the first train you ever rode.
0: Probably. Yeah, for sure it was
1: just goes around the base of the mountain.
0: I loved it. You yeah. put a quarter on the track, it flattened my quarter.
1: Oh, yeah, that was, look, my dad took us to Marietta Square and those trains that went yeah, through there. Yeah, they
0: go, like, right in front of the fountains in the uh, little strip malls.
1: That was the best. Mm-hmm. Just put some loose change on the tracks.
0: I know. Someone once told me that that could derail a train. <laughs>
1: Ooh, who? <laughs> no, it can't. Who told you this?
0: I don't know. Some idiot. Yeah.
1: I hope you never speak to them again. I hope you stopped a long time ago. That yeah. can derail a train. I
0: pushed them in front of the train.
1: It cost a lot. I mean, it would, it would, it would take a lot to derail the train. Not a penny. No. You flatten a penny. Oh, my God. The whole thing fell off the tracks
0: it's a very delicate delicate system this train system that's why it's not yeah so why don't why is it underfunded because the tickets for the train you would think because it doesn't feel like a very popular option that it would be cheaper but sometimes it can be pretty expensive it can be as expensive to fly
1: it's usually more expensive to take the train see why is that i've taken the train to atlanta before from new york which is a 17 hour trip um and it's actually, it's on par one way. If you get a coach ticket, it was $150, which you can yeah. still find flights for $78. So one way. Yeah. So I, it's not a good model to draw more people in to using it. It just, I guess that's just the way they're trying to, they get federal funding and they're not getting enough of that. And this That's part of the problem. It's not if you're going to take it and you're going to spend more time riding the rails. Mm -hmm. Why would you want to spend more money? Because the one thing is, all right, that's going to take me 17 hours, but it costs me a third of the plane ticket. Unless you want the experience, which I did take the sleeper car a few times from New York to Atlanta, which I loved. It was absolutely the best. There's just a weird I don't want to talk to people I don't really know quite often. But on the train, in the sleeper car, your food's included, but you go to the, the diner car and you sit there and if you're alone, they'll put something else there with you. And I had conversations with people as I'm eating on a train. It just seems very fitting.
0: Yeah. That sounds really nice.
1: Something that's supposed to be done.
0: That sounds way better than flying.
1: It, because you're not cramped either. Right. You can get up, you can walk you're around. You're not
0: treated like cattle.
1: I took a shower.
0: Wow, on the train. really?
1: It just it's strange because the train's you know, relatively smooth ride, but rolling down the tracks and yeah. there's a little sway to it, which sleeping on the train, that's uh, very soothing.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask, was it nice?
1: And being rocked like a little baby. <laughs> Rock me to sleep. In my little So, bunk.
0: yeah, the train is like your mother.
1: I would love to do that. I, I tried to get you. So, we're going to Atlanta in a week and a half. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to convince you on getting a, a sleeper car. And taking that down to Atlanta. I
0: would be into that. It's just extremely expensive.
1: Yeah, I got the sleeper car for $314 one way, which is a lot.
0: Yeah. But it was lot. the
1: experience at that point.
0: I would do it for the experience.
1: And I think taking. But I was
0: bringing Ellie with me. It would have been a whole keshaw.
1: Yeah. Is she old enough to like that? In my mind, she would.
0: For this like is... 10 minutes, she'd be into it. She'd be, <laughs> she'd, be she'd be like, how oh, long is it going to take?
1: Yeah, that would ruin the experience.
0: Yeah. Ugh, and then I would be concerned about your Experience and how Ellie was Messing up your experience I'd and then I wouldn't be teeth. able to help that because I'd clench
1: geez. my teeth, Autumn, it's fine, Autumn What are you talking about? <laughs> What's that sound? I think one of the things when I think Of vacations, I want to plan a trip Just save up whatever money costs And take the sleeper car across the country Now you have to stop New York, you have to get to Chicago But there are a couple Very scenic routes mm-hmm. The Amtrak Cascades.
0: Yeah. How much is that gonna cost you? Well, see
1: that one's not across country. That's one from Oregon to Vancouver, but that's very pretty in the Pacific
0: Northwest. Oh, I bet.
1: And that's an eleven hour and thirty minute ride. And then the California Zephyr is the one from Chicago to Emeryville, California. Fifty one hours and twenty minutes. So wow. but, but that is the, the vacation is being in that car yeah. and going through this beautiful land. And taking in the scenes. And then Amtrak had this program where if you're a writer, they would give you tickets for free. You had to sell yourself. It was, in essence, a, a grant of some sort. Or Okay. but Like, I'm going, I want to be creative, and I want the train to inspire me.
0: Okay. Are you going to apply?
1: No, because I don't have any writing samples to show. So oh. it just seems like a fraud at that point. Well, I'm a writer now, suddenly, because you want to give me a free train ride.
0: I feel like you might enjoy it more than any writer.
1: I would enjoy it, but you got to say, look, I, do
0: you know? Writer. Not (laughs) right.
1: My, I, I'm going to try trying to sell you on this, this whole idea of just this travel. I don't think you're into it so much.
0: Well, I mean, listen, just like Ellie would be interested for five minutes, you know, I would be interested for, you know, three hours.
1: You know that we have trains to think. Fifty-one
0: (laughs) hours. I don't think so.
1: But it's the experience. You're there. Let's
0: let's get out somewhere and walk around.
1: No. No. You look at you. You walk up and down the train. You have meals.
0: Yeah, and and then what?
1: And you sleep in the bunk, and you write, and you play games, and you talk, and you bond. Yeah. (laughs) Did that? Did that uh, win you over?
0: A little bit. A little bit more.
1: You know that we have uh, trains to thank for standardized time and watches being fashionable. Did you know that?
0: No, I did not. Tell me more.
1: <laughs> you're not really interested.
0: I am interested.
1: I don't feel as though you are.
0: No, oh, you're, get, you're getting too self-conscious.
1: Yeah, I know because this is something that I feel goofy for being so into.
0: I don't think you should feel goofy. It's something that you are that you're interested in, and that's. I think that that's cool. I think that that's neat. People should be interested in things. Well, People should not, not be interested in something because it may appear dorky.
1: Before trains, there was no real reason to have any standardized time. A town would set their time based on wherever the sun was or some kind of clock that was in the town. And you go to a town over a city over and they would just have time that was off by 10, 15 minutes. It didn't matter.
0: Wow, I didn't know that.
1: Well, there's no reason. Think about it. Yeah, of
0: course not. Yeah, sure.
1: And you weren't really, if you did travel, 15 minutes didn't mean much to you when you spent days getting to wherever you were going. And then uh, in 1891, there was a big train crash in Ohio. And it was because trains would share the tracks, but they needed to be on schedule. It was so precise. Sometimes it was a single track. And then the trains would have to pass at specific points. So they really need to be on schedule. And uh, one of the engineer's watches was off by four minutes because it was a crappy watch. It was a crappy watch. It was off by four minutes. These two trains collided. People died. And then at that point, they put into – like standardized time was already put into place, but nobody was really keeping up with it. When trains – it still came out of trains. So trains had schedules and then towns started – having standardized time, but then they didn't really pay that much attention to it. So after that, there were rules set forth about watches needing to be very precise. Wow. They, they invented very specific watches that could keep time. They could be off by no more than 30 seconds in a week. Cool. And then because you had watches that were that precise, towns were then able to sync up on time. Right. Which That's really neat. And then because you had these watches... And because travel was possible to other places, it was important to have the correct time. So people started carrying watches because they were trustworthy. Watches were already around. Right. I think they used them on battlefields also. But uh, they were already around. But now then they became more of a fashion statement and a practical use piece of jewelry.
0: Sure. Also. Could it also be like a status thing? Like, I need to know what time it is?
1: Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. To have even still to this day with watches. Right. If you have the very precise watch, it's probably a very expensive watch. And if you have the Swatch that's off by a few minutes every day.
0: Like, <laughs> but they got cool colors. Um, you know, I wrote something down about trains in other countries and how those are very different from what we have here in the states like not not in Europe necessarily, but you know, those trains that you see in India or um I, this is what I was picturing was those trains that go through like those marketplaces where people have to, like, scoot their wares out of the way because the train is coming, and there's no room between, you know, people and train, and there people and, are
1: hanging off the side of the train and riding on top of it,
0: yeah. What is that? And i I feel like there's probably way less regulation about the maintenance and the upkeep of the trains. But there's probably more use of the trains. And like you said, like, uh, practices like that, hanging off of the train, there's no uh, uh, distance regulations between where people can be and a track.
1: Yeah, I know exactly what we're talking about. When there's the marketplace and people are shopping, a like, hey, train's coming and everyone has to step aside for a second so the train can come through. Yeah, I, I think the that's train's just,
0: moving very slowly. But I think that's, it's, a, that's but, a lack
1: of infrastructure. In India, especially, there are not good roads. And then... Because there's such disparity between, you know, they say the caste system is dead there. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not officially in place anymore. The effects
0: of it are still in place.
1: Yeah, there's. It, yeah. and so people don't have access to cars. And that's just really the only viable means of transportation. And there are so many people there.
0: Yeah, so many.
1: And I doubt that they're running precisely, whereas in Japan, those things run to the second
0: really interesting how do they do that it, how do they make it so precise
1: it's not hard if, because there are sometimes there are unforeseen circumstances
0: well that's what i mean there's got to be
1: but for the most part yeah. you can count on things if everything's running smoothly you know exactly how long it takes to get from this point to this point at this speed because there's nothing else getting in, in your way
0: what about when they're squishing those they're like pushing all those people in into those packed cars the train cars
1: in Japan, how do they, in Tokyo? Yeah,
0: in Tokyo, yeah. How do they know how long that's going to take if it's, it has to leave at the exact right moment?
1: I mean, I don't... Or do they
0: make up the time or something That's they a good, leave?
1: That's a good question because, honestly, one of the biggest factors of subway delays in New York is crowded trains, and they're not nearly mm. that crowded, not like Tokyo.
0: And they're really crowded in New York. They can be.
1: They, yes. I was on a crowded train the other day uh, holding on the, the pole. Near the top's got a screw... It, where the mount is to keep the pole in, and I was mm-hmm. jamming my thumb as hard as I could into the screw head because it was so crowded, and I hated being on that train, and,
0: uh, and the pain was distracting you. I was trying to
1: distract myself, and I looked over, and this guy was staring at me, and he thought I was insane. But I would, I would pull my thumb off and look at the impression in my skin,
0: <laughs> and then
1: I would try to match it back up to exactly the same way I had it before. Yeah, but even that. <laughs> Even as uncomfortable as that can be, there's something that I really enjoy about. It's like, well, I'm taking the train in New York. This is the way it's supposed to be.
0: Yeah, it, this is it. This is the thing.
1: I romanticize it, I guess.
0: Yeah. Well, you're trying to cope. With what? <laughs> with having to be there. With it. With the uncomfortable.
1: Oh, just that instance. I mean, overall, yeah, yeah. though, I romanticize this. These. The rails.
0: Oh, because it's the train. Okay, because the subway is the train too.
1: I love it. I haven't had a car in 12 years. I absolutely love not having a car.
0: See, a subway system to me is not the same as like the train.
1: It's not, but I think we can tie that this in to, to the topic because okay. it is a culture in its own right. Mm-hmm. I think that mass transit subway systems help cities grow into better cities. Yes, The only reason New York is as dense as it is and grew like it did was because of the subway system.
0: And it's amazing, too, in New York that the subway system could be built with all of the stuff that's already underground in New York. It's like it's it's as if the subway system needed to be there first before any of the would you call it infrastructure if it's underground? Okay, without without all of the, like, underground infrastructure being in the way. Because there's so much below the streets.
1: Yeah, all the power lines in New York are below the streets. Yeah. But not just
0: that, but old power lines, old, like, Old cables.
1: Yeah, there's pneumatic mail systems (laughs) probably running under the streets.
0: Yeah, it's like a web.
1: But, you know, people know where that is, and you just go beneath it. Plus yeah. the the subway system's a hundred years old, over a hundred years old at this point. I I don't know when they buried the power lines here. If you go back and look at old pictures of New York with the power lines above ground, it is insane.
0: Yeah, it looks like those third world countries.
1: They're just yeah because like how's that
0: not on fire? So
1: many buildings to s- get powered and to, and people
0: stealing from it, like hooking up their lines <laughs> to it.
1: Yeah, why not? And there it is. Yeah, I ain't gonna pay for power. That's like the uh, the mole people who lived in the abandoned. Uh, Amtrak Tunnel on the Upper mm-hmm. West Side. They tapped into power. Somehow they had lamps and TVs.
0: Yeah, pretty... they're the rats of Nim.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you can set up a nice existence, why not?
0: Sure. Without any light.
1: But, so, you know, when they built the subway system here, uh, especially Queens. Queens is was a bunch of villages. And once those were connected to the city, You can start filling in the gaps between the villages. And, you know, Brooklyn was its own city. The way the boroughs formed, you know, Queens. Maybe this is boring for people, but I also like New York history. Uh, An address in Brooklyn is Brooklyn, New York. An address Mm -hmm. in Queens is the neighbor you live in. So Astoria, New York, or Long Island City, New York, or Bayside, New York. Even though you're in Queens, you don't put Queens, New York as your address. And that's just because Queens... Brooklyn used to be its own city. It was incorporated with New York. Queens was just a bunch of towns. And uh, they had their identities. And as uh, the, the borough filled in and became more populated and dense, uh, they still wanted to keep their identities. And so they just stuck with that as their...
0: Why did they have to rename it as like an umbrella Queens? Why wouldn't they just have them as separate?
1: Well, that was the county, so... So each borough in New York is a county.
0: Oh, I don't think, I don't know that. I didn't know that.
1: So yeah, Brooklyn is Kings County. And then you have Queens County. And then Manhattan's New York County. Bronx, Bronx, and Staten Island is Richmond County.
0: Cool, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, see, now you're learning things. Yeah. I'm I'm filled with facts tonight. It's the only way this show is going to work, I think. (laughs) (laughs) I am worried about that. But, uh, you know, riding the train back from your place. It just was just a very comfortable ride, and I ate candy, and I read. See,
0: I was more disappointed by my ride back. I was bored a little bit, like <laughs> I, was... I didn't have a friend.
1: You had a broken train.
0: Oh, well, we did have a broken train. The train it, was delayed. It stopped in Philadelphia and had to get a new engine. And I'm an idiot. I didn't realize that the engine was the front of the train. I was picturing, I knew that this wasn't the truth, but this is what I was picturing, was that like someone was underneath the train, like putting in an engine. I don't know what I was thinking. I was <laughs> I don't know why I thought that. I didn't. They swapped.
1: They swapped the locomotive.
0: Right. The front. Yes. Right. Of course. (laughs) But to me, just just in my mind, just like daydreaming about what was going on, I was picturing someone underneath it.
1: Can't blame you. You're not used to this kind of, this travel.
0: Yeah. But I did not. Yeah. I need a buddy. I need a buddy. I couldn't. I couldn't go from, like you, from New York to Georgia alone. Seventeen hours.
1: I enjoy. I can. Take in things and enjoy them alone. Yeah, for what they are. Since I'm romanticizing everything,
0: I like to. I need to. I need to experience the world by bouncing it off a friend.
1: It depends on who that friend is, but think about. Well, what you of s- course.
0: But I think I get. I. I'm, I can take in more and experience more if I have someone else to share it with.
1: And. I think there are instances where that is certainly true. And there are times where going alone and doing something, unless you find something or someone who enjoys exactly what you're doing exactly as much as you do. And then you can share that experience. Otherwise it gets in your head. Like you were saying earlier, well, if we took the train and then Ellie wasn't into it, then you would be worried that I was having my experience. That kind of stuff seeps in Hmm. at least to thoughtful people.
0: Well, see, that's the third, that's a third. Ellie would be the third person. And so I wouldn't,
1: but you'd be bored. You said you'd, you could make it a, th- a few hours.
0: Yeah. Meh. I wonder because you would be enjoying. Uh, okay. All right. I would enjoy it for the first three hours. And then after that, I would get some more enjoyment from your enjoyment. And then there would be pockets, I'm sure, of enjoyment. But the other times, I think I'd be pretty bored.
1: No, I would keep you entertained. Okay. I think by the time it was all said and done, that was amazing. It was a very nice time.
0: You know, it might be I look back on it with a fonder memory than during it. <laughs> then that's not true. Like camp.
1: It's just it's like your brain telling you giving birth was great.
0: No, no, no. It's giving like camp. You,
1: giving you the idea you know, that giving birth was great. You hate camp
0: while you're there, and then you look back like, wow, camp was great, and you want you never want to leave.
1: Yeah, but it was awful. No one liked camp.
0: No, well, I like camp when I think back on it, but I didn't like it while I was there.
1: Your brain has the capacity to paint things and pretty. Yeah colors i'm not saying camp was awful. to me camp would be awful i wouldn't like to be somewhere for you didn't long. go to camp no no sleepover I went to, camp
0: i went to rock climbing camp
1: was this a day camp
0: no it was for i was overnight it was for a week
1: like no no i would have hated it
0: yeah no, you sweat all night in your bunk because you're out in the middle of nowhere
1: i went to Jekyll island once and stayed at the 4h in fifth grade for several nights and i i did enjoy it but i just i didn't like being away for that long
0: yeah did you take a train
1: no, no, because man. Georgia doesn't have any. That this is one thing with Atlanta. I don't know what the future of Atlanta is. they' you know.
0: Yeah, the streets are congested as hell.
1: There's the huge resistance of expanding mass transit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm, I'm, you know, MARTA is a joke. Atlanta's <laughs> yeah. Atlanta's yeah. mass transit's weird. There was some federal funding that came about in the '60s for mass transit, and there was only a few cities that got it. And I I could be wrong, but I feel like Seattle was in the running. And Atlanta got the funding that Seattle was going to get. And they built MARTA. And then D.C. built their subway system with that money. So you have the old systems, which is Boston, Philadelphia, Chicago, New York. And then you have some cities who implemented well, or tried to because that cross (laughs) north, south, east, west. Horrible. The only place it gets you is the airport. But you still have to get to a MARTA station to begin with. Mm-hmm. Or I guess if you're somewhere up uh, 400 and there's a big parking lot and you want to go to a game in the city, you can take it.
0: It gets you very specific places, and that's it. Unless you can figure out the bus system, Which, but then you're on the street.
1: And you're just stuck in the traffic. Right. So it, there's-
0: I don't understand why a place like Atlanta that is growing and the streets are congested, why can't they take okay, listen, I understand like people don't want to pay the penny tax outside in the suburbs because they don't want the quote element in their suburban which whatever, okay, yeah. whatever that's your choice, that's def- fine, but how come they can't sure. they can't improve what's inside the perimeter, but
1: how would you do that?
0: I don't know how does any place make a great subway system?
1: you got to build it first. One, Atlanta's building these... There's that elevated express highway lane that they built going up 75. Yeah. You've seen this thing. I've re- been on it. It's reversible. It serves yeah. a purpose. I think it's probably alleviated some congestion. But I think it has. But Atlanta's still growing at a pace where that's not going to solve anything. No. Well, highways, it'll, solve,
0: it'll solve specific uh, uh, rush hour problems.
1: It will help. Well, it's not going to solve. Okay. It will help. I mean, in the highway is already how many lanes wide
0: yeah eight
1: i feel like it is eight on each side of places mm-hmm. which is absolutely insane and it's still jam-packed and i understand some of that is then merging and you lose lanes and but something needs to be done and you know commuter rail is another here in new york you've got new jersey transit brings people in from new jersey long island railroad from and then metro north mm-hmm. and you've got these trains funneling people in because it's the only way if you had everyone trying to drive in it would all fall apart people wouldn't get to work this is another thing these these train lines fuel city economies because people get to work they go do the things that they need to do in a
0: reasonable amount of time
1: and you're building this elevated highway lane and it, look, it's not just as easy as throwing some track up there. You've to have stations. I understand all of this. Um, and it is so it's simpler to build that. But there seems to be no investment into the future. And if Atlanta wants to grow into a city that's more than it is now, that's a very important thing to do. I fully believe that if you don't have a good mass transit system, you can only go so far as a city.
0: I wonder if there's some sort of um, like political someone's in bed with someone else about Rental cars, like people coming in from the airports.
1: Well, <laughs> I mean, there's always because I
0: think about a tourist who 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 gets themselves on on the MARTA from the airport and they're just dropped off in downtown Atlanta, where maybe they're staying at a hotel there. But then, what do you do?
1: You don't do anything. You can't
0: you don't and, go any, you can't get anywhere and then
1: that's embarrassing for the city in my mind right. it's always been embarrassing for a tourist to come and i'm going to atlanta what are you going to do i don't know i'm just going to go explore and that's because you're relying on you marta. go to
0: centennial park because you can get there by marta you can i guess take that
1: you go to the tr- aquarium back. when you're there also
0: okay and, the world of coke you're fine. but the real the real places in atlanta that you want to see you gotta go Outside of that, you have to go to to our little boroughs to five little five points and to, you know, uh, Decatur. and
1: That's the big thing with Atlanta when people say, what do I do? It's like, well, don't go downtown. No. Don't go to Midtown. I mean, maybe there's some places in Midtown. And uh, like we said- Go to Piedmont Park. The aquarium is great. I do like the aquarium, but that's one thing. So you have to go find the neighborhoods. Yes. And as I told you before, when I go to cities that I don't know, I like to take the train to a random stop and get off and see how people live there. And you're just in a neighborhood. This isn't a touristy place. Yes. And you can't do that in Atlanta. And you can't do that in Houston or Dallas or any of these other cities that have popped up and they want to become these world class cities, but they are so reliant on cars.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm, I'm not opposed to cars. I mean, no. it's Especially in a country this big, one of the things that.
0: You say that you miss having a car sometimes.
1: It is the idea of having a car and being able to because while I can get anywhere in the city I want to go, and outside of the city, I can take Metro North up the, there's a line that goes right along the Hudson River, and it's a beautiful ride, and you can go to some of the towns that are on the the river there and visit those, but there's some places you can't go. Mm -hmm. You know, these trains don't get you everywhere, so it it serves every need I have in my life, Um, but it would be nice to have a car to escape. Um, And look, you know, the United States is a giant country. We built the interstate system in the 50s and that was probably the best move and you know people in this country also like their freedom and their independence and the car provided that because you weren't you know stuck in a, a vehicle where you had no control of where you're going you knew where you're going but you know, right it wasn't your own decision. We're,
0: we're not say, we're not trying to say that cars are not useful or important wherever you are but if you're thinking i'm thinking purely of a tourist who's dropped off in Atlanta, you can't get anywhere without a car. You can't get anywhere that you might really enjoy seeing or really experience Atlanta. Like you said, don't go downtown. But of course, that's what, what would you think if you're from China and you get here? <laughs> you're like, where are you going to go? Decatur? Yeah. No.
1: I think you'd say I'm never visiting that place again.
0: Yeah, this was boring.
1: That was kind of a disappointment.
0: I guess maybe Stone Mountain might be on the list. How are you going to get there? You got to rent a car. That's what I'm saying. Maybe there's some sort of like political something.
1: I, well, there's all these there's politics. All and around. then
0: all that bullshit that we said about like, I don't want to pay the, t- the penny tax. That's politics in its people own People right. will come out here. Yeah.
1: Politicians are pushing their agendas because whatever party line they fall. It's all ridiculous. And this goes back um, you know, L.A. used to have, these are trolleys, so they're not trains, but they were on tracks. Mm-hmm. Used to have a really complex trolley system that get people around the city and there's a conspiracy tied to it. It's actually, I think uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit plays into. It. you remember that the storyline of that? It's about uh, like a, a motor lobby that's trying to put oh, yeah. the trolley system out of business. So there's a conspiracy that happened in uh, LA, 1940s. Um, so a company, National City Lines bought the LA railway. L.A. Railway ran all the... the, trolleys? Yeah, the trolleys and the Uh rail. And it turns out that the backers of the National City Lines uh, was General Motors, Firestone Tires, Standard Oil, which is now Chevron, and Phillips Petroleum. (gasps) So these people who have no interest in rail travel buy the rail company. Mm -hmm. The conspiracy is they did it so they could dismantle it. The truth is, with cars becoming more prevalent and roads being built... The trolleys were having trouble and already and were on the decline. Maybe mm-hmm. they could have been saved. Maybe they could have been reinvented somehow. Um, so it's not as malicious as they bought it to shut it down. Mm-hmm. But they did buy it when it was already in the decline to replace it with buses, which are vehicles that serve the purposes and yeah. make all these companies money. And one of the courts in California actually said, This is in violation of antitrust laws. So so the conspiracy doesn't go as far. I mean, the conspiracy goes as far as saying they bought this just to shut it down. The truth is they bought it to profit, but it was already taking advantage of a situation that existed. So so that stuff is out there.
0: And L.A. is horrible. Like you can't get anywhere on just like regular streets.
1: No, you go three miles, takes you an hour. Yeah. There was once GPS in L.A., three and a half miles away. All right, we'll be in the car for an hour. And Atlanta's getting like that.
0: It really is.
1: And with GPS, when you could learn the back roads of Atlanta and sneak around the traffic, that's gone. Because GPS, Why is that gone? Because GPS now tells you what way to go. Before GPS, you would drive Atlanta. I know the streets. I know I can cut through here. Right. Peachtree Battle, for example.
0: <laughs> that was one
1: I used to use, and no one was using Peachtree Battle.
0: Mm-hmm. And North North is my secret weapon, <laughs> North Avenue.
1: Yeah, I don't com- go down Ponce. Compare, don't go down Ponce. Compared to Ponce, but North is it's still better. You're definitely right. Then it's not
0: twisty. It's a straight line. It runs parallel to Ponce.
1: Yeah, but it is with Ponce City Market and stuff. It's getting worse, but it's it's still much better. Yeah, than it's anyone better. who decides to take Ponce, but that's not even a secret. That's just stupidity <laughs> on a person's part. But now you're asking about politics. Politics here for the New York City subway system has really hindered it because a couple years ago, the subway system was at its worst in terms of trains breaking down mm. uh, on time. You know, the signals in the subway system, the red lights, green lights, tell a okay. train if it can proceed or not. They're so old that they don't even make the replacement parts anymore. <laughs> If something breaks, it's shipped out to the shop in Coding Island where a a guy and his team know how to rebuild them.
0: It's like one old guy, one old timer.
1: That's the way I picture it. Mm -hmm. This is my thing. This is my family business.
0: He's trying to get his son interested in it, but he's really not interested. He wants to play guitar, Dad.
1: He he just wants to sell that company. I can't wait till you die. I'm going to sell our signal rebuilding company. But it got to this state of disrepair because of politics. The subway here is weird because the state technically runs the agency, the MTA, that oversees and runs the subway system. But quite often the state says, no, it's the city's responsibility. So people are just passing around the responsibility. No one's taking ownership. Though The state ultimately gets to make the final call. And at some point uh, in the 80s, The MTA was running at a surplus. It's not a for-profit business, so it's not making money, but it was covering its costs. And then the city decided, I mean, the the state decided to cut its funding. Said, well, you're making too much. We're going to take this money we're giving you and put it elsewhere. And if you need money, you can take out bonds. So they made them mortgage their future by borrowing money that one day they would have to pay back. And the politicians at the time didn't care because by the time that happened, they'd be out of office. They'd be dead. Who knows where they'd be?
0: And in the 80s, New York was much more of a shithole.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it was it was shitty. And the trains looked shitty. They were covered in graffiti, which actually I actually right. think was cool. But they still weren't running as poorly. That was more just the city.
0: Well, I just mean the, the, the thought of taking care of this and worrying about its future probably wasn't on their Well, mind. it was
1: running fine. The future, it was, they, they had the surplus to do what they needed to do. So the state said, okay, well, we're not going to give you as much money because you don't need it because you're making enough money.
0: Right. I'm saying the state felt like, who cares?
1: Yeah. And then they said, borrow money that you can right. pay back one day. So it finally caught up. Now the MTA runs at a deficit because they're, they owe all this money for these bonds that the the state government forced them to borrow. And um, on top of that, if it's an off season for the ski resorts in the state, they take money from the MTA's budget and give it to the ski resorts so they can stay open. <laughs> what? Like Yes. really it's disgusting it's all politics because these are politicians who don't outside of the city and it's always a battle in new york State. It's like well the city and the state and people outside Uh. of the city are feeling neglected and it's my job to protect them and these are businesses in my district and so but okay but why take you can do whatever you want new york city keeps new york state afloat Mm -hmm. if you didn't have the city you'd be screwed so yeah, politics do come into play quite often, and it's coming into play. Take in...
0: that, Elmira!
1: <laughs> it's it's ridiculous the whole thing, and I think it's one of the reasons none of this gets the whole the tunnel that you you come into Penn Station with. Mm-hmm. That thing is so old and crumbling, and they need to build a new one because if that thing is shut down, it shuts down the whole Northeast Corridor. Right, like it's screwed. It screws a lot of people up. It was
0: incredibly busy.
1: Yeah, it's because it's, yes, so many people rely on it.
0: Yeah, I didn't expect it to be as crowded and as like bustling as it was.
1: And that shithole Penn Station, just the basement of uh, Madison Square Garden. Yeah, it's it weird. It used to be this big, beautiful train station with gorgeous glass skylights. And it existed for a few decades. And then they said, all oh, right, let's get rid of this. We don't need this. That was politics in its own. We need to build this sports arena.
0: It's weird that it's such an important part of New Yorkers' lives and that it's not being sort of tended to as much as it needs to be. It's not given the as much importance as it should be.
1: Because it's, it's all games. It's all bullshit games. That tunnel that's not being rebuilt right now, it's because they can't get federal funding to help with it because Trump's angry that New York doesn't like him. (laughs) That's really what it boils down to. Yeah. And if it weren't that petty, there's still politicians are, you know, especially as divided as, we don't get into politics too much, we don't need to, but as divided as the country is now along political lines when it's a liberal place like New York City, There's a lot of politicians who just solely on that fact think, nah. But if they they really cared about things, you know, economy, everyone says, is the most important thing. If that tunnel collapses, you're shutting the city down, at least half of it. People from New Jersey can't get here on the train anymore. None of those Amtrak trains can get here and get to Boston or anything like that. So it's, uh, I don't know, it's frustrating. Yeah. And then... You know they're doing renovations to Penn Station. And right. Because Cuomo is trying to make it nice again because that's what he does. He's the fixer, governor of New York.
0: Well, why are you acting like that's a bad thing?
1: Well, because he's just playing political games also. He's not doing it because he really cares. He wants to be the doer for whatever his next political step is oh. in his career. Well, I was, if it's I,
0: a benefit that you enjoy, then
1: I was the guy not? who built the new LaGuardia, which we're naming LaCuomoia. And I built the new Tappan Zee Bridge, which you know, people said now we're, I named after my dad, Mario Cuomo. And I built the new Kozuzko Bridge. People said they couldn't do that. Now the cuomo go Bridge. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I feel like he's doing. But, yeah. uh, you know, the Penn Station was beautiful. I urge people to look this up, the old Penn Station, if anyone cares we'll about We'll post some pictures. If anyone that. cares about any kind of architecture, because train stations... Were beautiful architecture, too. Back, that's how important this was. That these, tra- that if you go Cincinnati Union Terminal, very beautiful. The one in Baltimore. I know people think it's crappy, but if you get into the main section, there's this very pretty stained glass skylight. In well, there.
0: it's from a different age, you know. Traveling by train was a different time period. It still exists in this time period, but... Uh, yeah, there's some places you you want Penn Station to be in New York to be this beautiful place, but it really is such a basement
1: <laughs> It is a basement yeah they took the old giant post office, which is a full city block across the street. Um, it was like a prominent postal, not just an office but served as a headquarters <laughs> or something there're that's becoming part of Penn Station so they're trying. you're trying but yeah. So there it is. That's my love affair. I know that it was mostly my show.
0: It was a love letter. It was your love letter to trains
1: <laughs> but uh I kind of just <laughs> wanted so you to ride the train with me It's all, <laughs> all it boils down to
0: I would do it i would i would I would ride an okay wait so that 51 hour train ride plus those other ones that you mentioned
1: plus the other ones.
0: Is that what you're saying, that that would be the trip?
1: No, I mean, that 51-hour one, that, that's not even that long.
0: Because that's from Chicago to L.A. or to California? Yeah, it's
1: somewhere in California.
0: So how do you get to, are you going to get to to Chicago?
1: Well, you'd have to take a train from New York to Chicago.
0: So that was 11 hours.
1: No, that would that 11-hour trip was uh, Oregon to Vancouver, just a beautiful route you could oh. take.
0: See, I would do that one.
1: The 11-hour one.
0: Fly to Oregon. 11's not that long. Great.
1: All right, it's fine. I tried to win you over.
0: No, I'm in. I, I like it. I'm just but a romantic. But not for 51 hours. I'm
1: just a romantic soul.
0: 51? No. It's,
1: it's not long. that bad. No, it's not. Once you're on there. You're all enjoying, right,
0: you're rocked to sleep
1: you're enjoying for the eight company. hours a night. And you're, yeah, fine. See,
0: I'm already trying to deduct the time. <laughs> like, all right, 51
1: minus eight. It's fine. Okay. And I'm done. I'm done this is going to be my thing Then this no this is why i do things alone this is i'm okay with this this is my thing yeah this whole show was my thing <laughs> you are right. <laughs> you could have just told me i don't want to do this
0: i do i'm into it
1: <laughs> i know i'm just, I just okay
0: feel, don't be don't be scared now <laughs> i'm
1: just protecting myself because i shared okay. something that i like and uh like, no
0: one is shaming you for liking this thing.
1: I'm shaming myself.
0: Yes, relax.
1: Okay, wrap it up.
0: All right, thanks everybody for listening to One Topic. Uh, please like and subscribe on iTunes. Please rate and review us there. And we're on all the different players. If you're trying to find us on a, on some sort of podcast something or other and you can't find us, please let us know. And I'll, uh, I'll uh, submit our podcast to there so that you can download us. And... Uh, I think you can ask Alexa to play us. I don't know if people actually listen to podcasts through their little.
1: Hey, Alexa, play one topic. Why would you want to listen to that shit?
0: <laughs> Get your ear pods on, you idiot. Um, so, yeah, we're on there. And uh, is there anything else that I forgot to say?
1: No, nah, it was pretty good. Okay. People know they're listening. That's true. For now.
0: But, yeah, go. Uh, oh, and share us with your friends, please. Tell people that you know this very intimate, lovely, relaxing podcast called One Topic with two really great people. Mm -hmm. Tell them to like and subscribe. (laughs) Tell them all the things I just said. Okay, bye. Hey, Greg. Hey, Autumn. Do you like hot sauce?
1: You know, I do like hot sauce. But I'm getting pretty bored of my regular Texas Peter Tabasco. I'm looking for a local sauce without mm. any additives or extracts. A company that uses local peppers so it's as fresh as possible. And a company that really cares about the integrity of the sauce and where their ingredients come from. Definitely. And hey, while we're at it, I don't want a sauce with too many ingredients. Mm-mm. You know, a lot of other sauces out there, they have all kinds of fillers. So I'd love to find a sauce with, I don't know, what, let's say no more than five ingredients. I mean, it's crazy, but there's got to be a company out there that hand processes their sauce. You know, bottling and labeling every bottle themselves. I'm probably asking a lot.
0: Well, you really are, but there is a hot sauce out there who only uses five ingredients, zero fillers, additives or extracts, and who bottles, labels, and packages everything themselves. It's called Hoff Sauce. What? They're a small batch hot sauce company out of Chattanooga, Tennessee that's won best Louisiana-style sauce in the country. How many times? Not once. Not twice. Three times.
1: Three times!
0: How does that sound, Greg?
1: I think that sounds amazing.